Thank you for joining us once again on WQPH 89.3 FM, Shirley Fitchburg, Queen of Perpetual Help. Welcome to another edition of Local Matters. On this week's broadcast, we continue with sister station WSFI's Healing the Whole Person. This is the conclusion featuring Father Sears. And we did this in the nature of Thanksgiving. We're doing this show about forgiveness, which is a sound topic for the Christmas season as well. A special thanks to Angela Tomlinson, for producing this episode. And if you'd like the full episode, visit wsficatholicradio.org. Welcome back to Healing the Whole Person. My name is Susie McGinn, your hostess for today. And our special guest each month is Father Robert Sears. And his subject today is on forgiveness, the foundation for healing. When we left off the last uh, segment, we were Mm -hmm. talking about how we need to choose our parents out of all possible parents. And uh, regardless of whether or not we think that they were perfect, which they weren't, but regardless of how they may have treated us, whatever it was, we have to thank God for them because they are his perfect choice for us. And uh, and Let me just explain a little bit more about that because because God has chosen them for us, obviously, because before he placed them in the womb, as he said to Jeremiah 1.5, I formed you, I knew you, and I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. In other words, he has works that he wants us to be carrying out as we grow older. And so our parents really are chosen to partly to prepare us for that, as well as other experiences as we grow. And and it's important to choose our parents. And this is something that uh, was given to me, especially because I had postponed final vows for seven years. I've mentioned that in previous programs. Right. And I didn't know why. And so three days after my spiritual director in New York, I was on sabbatical, had asked me if I'd ever chosen my father out of all possible fathers. And I said, well, I've never thought of that. And and he said, well, would you like to do that? And I said, yes. I could see the importance of it because I knew about family systems at the time. And so, and I asked God to make up for what I couldn't do because he had said in Ezekiel 36, and I didn't know about Louisa Picaretta at that time, he said, I'll put my spirit in your hearts and make you keep my law. So he said, Lord, you do this, what I can't do, you do in me. And so I chose my father out of all possible fathers and let God make up for whatever was missing in my choice. And I woke up three days later, and I said, now I can take final vows. Oh, what a release. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> I didn't know why, because I, I realized later that we have an invisible loyalty to our parents, no matter what they did when right. we grew up. Right. And we want to love them, and I wanted to love them. And ultimately, I found out I had said in the womb, I won't be a burden. So I was trying to solve their problems <laughs> when, <laughs> when I was still in the womb. And... Uh, and, and this only perpetuated it because it ended up with a depression that, and when I was in Germany preparing for my ordination. So when I had chosen him and I realized now I can take final vows, I realized it was because of that invisible loyalty. And that once I had 
really chosen my father, then I could choose final vows because that would be part of the healing. That would be good for both of us, you know. Right, right. He might have had similar issues with his father, for example, or back to the generations. And so those things, uh, those are reliberating truths that come to us. Right. It helped us to receive, helped me to receive the the love that uh, I needed to hand on to my father. Sure. And then, not only that, but now look at what you're doing. You're able to talk to thousands of people about this very beautiful relationship you have, not only with God the Father and the Holy Spirit and our dear Lord Jesus, but also with your parents uh, yes, I, by accepting them unconditionally through exactly and that's that's very important that people now i don't ask them to choose the holy family until they have chosen their parents Uh because that would block them because they they have that uh, invisible loyalty to their parents of course and so they really wouldn't be able to fully choose the healing parents of the holy family mary and joseph and jesus and the holy trinity its foundation of it until they've chosen their parents because it's for their parents' sake and for their ancestors and for their children that they can do this. Right. So to choose a holy family. And so it's not that they're substituting, they're really doing it because it's the only thing that will help them to really choose their parents and to heal the situation. And generations after them. Yeah, that's what it will follow the goodness uh, and the love and the forgiveness and the healing that will come to future generations because of that. Right. Exactly. Right. I just I was thinking of another person who also asked me to pray because she was overwhelmed with so many things that she had, and these resentments can bind us, the person involved, and prevent them from really getting fulfilled in the areas where they need help. For example, if the, her parents, she needed to for, forgive her parents for not loving her enough and opening her to receive what she needed from God. So another person will be resisting a superior's authority and guidance all his life because he didn't forgive his parents' authority. <laughs> yeah. In other words, that we can't really forgive another person until we have let ourselves be forgiven in those areas so we're liberated so we need to forgive ourselves for not becoming what we thought we should be one of the things as i was growing up i was hesitant to use the gifts god had given me i did well in school but i did not think i was was enough and i began to build a shell around myself and lived in a world of with definite limitations when I was in Germany preparing for ordination, I experienced a depression, a self-doubt, and tried to get to the bottom of it and only got more depressed <laughs> because knowledge isn't what heals. It's, it's uh, this new attitude is what heals. So as I, I've shared how that test in Isaiah 43 touched me, remember not the events of the past in Isaiah 43, 18 mm-hmm. to 21. Remember not the events of the past. See, I'm doing something new. Right. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? And the solution was in God's creative hands. So I could see that my depression had to be healed almost by a new birth. And that's what I mean by letting God heal us. I could release my problem to God and get ordained 
because that was what I wanted to do and uh, let God figure out whether it would work or not right. <laughs> because I didn't have any other ideas. But then he do. freed you up, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so I realized later what the problem was is that uh, I was in a healing group about 10 years later, actually. So uh, before I wasn't resisting getting born again because uh, I realized that's what needed to happen, but I didn't know what the issue was. So when when I was praying with this group, the Association of Christian Therapist groups that I was part of, somebody got burdened, and I said, I said, in the womb I won't be a burden. Well, I don't even know how I knew that, and but I knew it was right, and I realized that was why I felt inadequate, <laughs> because I couldn't solve my mother's problems by not being a burden. Right. She, she still had scruples and various other things that were blocking her. Yeah, that she had inherited probably from her parents, right? Yes, exactly. She didn't have a good relation to her mother. So I could forgive myself since it wasn't my job to do to heal my mother. And the awareness then released me further to trust God and to forgive myself for my over-responsibility. And by forgiving myself, I ultimately had to do that even more later on because even when I said I won't be a burden to God, I was healing my God relationship but not doing anything for my human relationship. Would you call that like perfectionism? (laughs) So It was another 43 years before I finally just said I'm not going to resist anything God lets happen because if he lets it happen he means to bring good out of it because he is love and he can't do anything else. He can only do the most loving thing. So no, I just accept everything he lets happen and I say Lord what am I to learn from it because I know he'll give me the grace to learn from it and to grow from it. He is so faithful to us right. So he liberates us (laughs) into a new place and then the last uh, area, but I guess they're all intertwined in some ways, is creative forgiveness. Because uh, whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven them. Jesus said to the apostles when he you know, rose from the dead, whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven them. Whose sins you retain, they are retained. And I, I said, yes, that's, that's the basis for the sacrament of reconciliation, isn't it? But it, to a lesser extent, it applies to everybody. Because if we don't forgive, we keep people locked up in our attitude that that we have for them. And we don't create the possibility for that person to grow differently. Right. So creative forgiveness is, in a sense, when we get healed and really let God heal us, we can extend that to other people. Right. He says, and um, St. Paul said that now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't it? And I always have loved that that word because it's just, I mean, that's where it's at. (laughs) (laughs) We have so many. In other words, we can lock other people into our attitudes. Right. They are influenced by us at all. We can, you know. You might have some ways you look at somebody. I put down a few things here. Just call them jovial or joker or sad sack or whatever. We bind them into that trait as far as we're concerned. And the person might always be depressed or whatever. And that's when we we get the attitude towards them. And so until we change that attitude, we at least can't be helping them to grow out of it. 
as I mentioned here, to any therapist who doesn't believe a person can go beyond a certain point cannot help the person to make that advance yeah, until yeah. They, are, they themselves are healed and opened up to it. Yeah. Because they don't see it as possible, <laughs> right? Which uh, I, I think would be very tempting. Uh, that's why I'm not a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there is one therapist who, the primal scream therapist, is uh, Arthur uh, Janoff, and he found that the people that really lock them into addictions and all sorts of other things is this a deep pain, a primal pain that they haven't faced. And the only way that people can get to it is he trains them, sometimes he says up to seven years, to get in touch with their own primal pain. So -hmm. when they have their own primal pain and they can, in a sense, have compassion for the other person, then they don't try to change them. They try to just companion them as they're getting in touch with whatever that deep primal pain is. Mm -hmm. And when they can express it with the person who accepts them and cares about them, then they get healed of their addictions. Oh, (laughs) isn't that beautiful? Isn't it something? But it takes some time. Cancers even, not not even addictions. They're cancers, so deep, deep problems. Cancer itself is a very uh, interesting illness because it's not a pathogen. It, it isn't a negative. It isn't an infection that can be dealt with that way. It is positive, but it doesn't know when to stop. In other words, what I had tongue cancer, and I, I said, Lord, why did that happen? I never smoked. And uh, Jesus uh, showed me that because I hadn't spoken my pain, the cancer was drawing my attention to it to get help. And God gave me all sorts of uh, new possibilities because I was scheduled to get that in Chicago, you know, and uh, they were going to use laser and then... Was uh, it, did you say it was on your tongue or lung? Tongue. Tongue, tongue okay. Cancer. It was, it was leukoplakia. It was a sore underneath my tongue. Wow. And it was cancerous. And uh, But I... My niece was marrying somebody who's sponsoring person. He lived in Columbia. It was a radiologist, and he didn't like what they were going to do. He invited me to go down to Wichita, Kansas. And uh, so I, my nephew-in-law uh, was going down the next day, so I canceled my operation the day before I was going to do it and went down to Wichita, Kansas. And they, you know, looked at it and... Uh, found it was localized so they took it out by hand and they didn't since the borders were all clear they didn't use chemo or radiation because oh. those are things that also attack good things and so they right. can have negative possibilities and then he you know referred me to somebody in Chicago or Lutheran General Hospital which I could monitor it with and I I got the help because I wasn't speaking my pain I got I renounced that, you know, with my mother and everything, and then I got the help in a growth group that was the Association of Christian Therapists growth group, and uh, I didn't get a recurrence because I didn't need it anymore. Yeah, (laughs) isn't that wonderful? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, God is so faithful to us, isn't he? Oh, my God, he's so giving. See, that's the liberating liberating, uh, forgiveness, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, it I is. Study, there's there's Tommy Tyson. I had this illustration. I had was a Protestant pastor in a southeastern town who had someone in his parish that no one could stand. <laughs> he drank, he fought, he begged with a general nuisance. And the pastor asked the Lord how anybody could love him. And, and the Lord asked him, well, do you know any good that he's done? And the pastor <laughs> thought long and said, finally came up with one instance when he'd given 50 cents to a beggar in town to get a meal. And the Lord told him, that's all I remember about him. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Pastor, you remember. Pastor never forgot the point. <laughs> In other words, let go of those negative things because they're blocking you as well as the other person. Sure, sure. As Paul says, you know, in 1 Corinthians thirteen six, love does not delight in other people's sins, but delights in the truth. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm uh, counseling a woman right now out in uh, New England who um, I've known for well over 40 years. She used to live here in the Midwest where I am, but now is out there, and I've n I haven't seen her since she moved out there over 40 years ago. But she's very needy. And um, so anyway, I'd like to add her and her husband, they're both emotionally scarred from their upbringings, and they have been, but they've suffered so much rejection because of it. And uh, so I'm going to, we'll talk about that when, later when we bring up our prayer requests. But in the meantime, we have um, a little break coming up, and then we're going to finish this beautiful topic on forgiveness through healing. My name is Father Dominic Pelusi. I'm a member of the Priests of the Sacred Heart. I have been ordained for 41 years. St. Paul tells us, how shall they call on Jesus in whom they have not believed? And how can they believe unless they have heard of him? And how can they hear unless there is someone to preach? We have the opportunity for Catholic Radio to do exactly that, to bring the Word of God into our houses, but more importantly, into our hearts. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. That familiar music is... As you know, Healing the Whole Person, and I'm Susie McGinn with Father Bob Sears in our third and final segment of today's program, and Father is uh, speaking to us today about the foundation for healing, which is forgiveness. So let us um, wrap this up, Father, with all these beautiful uh, teachings that you've given us today. Let's see where we can go from here, but without judging others and binding them into a certain category that limits what we can do for them and what they can receive from us of God's teaching. Let me just, just uh, with one other example, and then we can have prayers for people. But So just mentioning it, any therapist who doesn't really believe a person can go beyond a certain point cannot help the person beyond that point. So we really have to live the things that we're 
called to heal. And when a man whose son, for example, often threw him into the fire, asked Jesus, if you can do something, have compassion on us. And Jesus responded, if you can, everything is possible for one who has faith. That's Mark nine twenty two twenty three. if you mm-hmm. want to look it up. <laughs> okay, okay. Everything is possible for one who has faith. And how do we get that kind of faith? Well, I suppose step by step, really. So God alone holds the that all possibilities are possible because, of course, God's creator. He, he's creating us anew when he's restoring us to what Adam and Eve were before they sinned. So he's doing that now with promising Louisa Picaretta that he's giving us his will to actually do on earth what the Father chooses in heaven if we'll let him. He told uh, Sister Faustina that the one thing that helps souls be changed and open to healing is suffering united with my suffering on the cross jesus speaking about his suffering on the cross so that when we he also said that that's what he wanted sister faustina to grow into doing because when he was dying he wasn't thinking about himself he was thinking about other souls and he was offering that to god so that they could be forgiven and healed so that's what he would like all of us to do is to give whatever it is that we have are working with to God because all things are possible with God. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with faith. Earlier in, in the scriptures, it was the sixth chapter of John's Gospel, I believe, somebody asked him, what is the work that we need to do to please this God? And he said, this is the work that pleases God, that you believe in the one that he sent. Right. So That's his will. That's his will. It's for not, not doing something. It's letting ourselves be kind of redone by letting ourselves be reborn, actually. And for when we're baptized, we're baptized free of sin, but we, we kind of interpret it in light of our own parents rather than in light of what God really is doing. And so we kind of have to open up to a whole new way of looking at our life and of life in the world. Yeah. So with that, let's just pray if we do have intentions. We do. I just want to mention something something that you and I have talked about often, but I think it, it's worth re- repeating from John 3 when, and when Nicodemus came to Jesus wanting to know, what's going on? What is this with you? You know, that I need to know. And then Jesus said, you need to be born again. And because he thought I need, he needed to go back into his mother's womb, but that's not what it was. He wanted him to receive Jesus into his life and let Jesus make him a new person and be a whole new creature in Christ. And when that happened to you and to me, uh, that's why we're here today uh, doing this program, because it completely did 180 degrees in my life when I gave my life to our Lord. And he came in, and he's never taken that hunger for him away from me. And I, I can know he hasn't taken it away from you either, Father. So, Thank I mean, know. that is for that oneness, for that forgiveness, for that peace, for all the gifts he's given us. You know, and he says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. And it could be just healing our personhood, you know, yeah, but, but we need our land. But that's, that's what he, he's listening. 
I, I never doubt that, you know, that he, he hears he, and may not answer the prayers the way we hope he would, but he knows what's best for us, just like he knew which parents were best Amen. for us, right? So Amen. we do have some prayer requests today, Father. Mm-hmm. One of them is a person who's suffering from a disc uh, in her spine that has to be removed. Uh-huh, and uh, okay. so that uh, will be major surgery. Another one is Jamie, who needs an operation. I'm not sure which one, uh, but uh, whatever that operation is, we've been asked to pray for that. And also for a person named Mary Ann, who's suffering from type A lymphoma. So if uh, we would like to keep her in our prayers. And I mentioned before this couple out east who have these severe emotional problems. They've been married 52 years, Mm -hmm. and uh, he is now in memory care, and she is incredibly lonely uh, Mm -hmm. without him because she's been so emotionally and physically and mentally and and lovingly dependent on him all these years Mm -hmm. and she just doesn't know what to do with herself so uh, if we could pray for jay and sue as well uh and uh, that god will comfort them both and help them accept this new stage in their life which is very difficult for them you know so these let's lord we just give the each of these people, Lord, to you, Jesus, because each of them needs you in a, a different way, and Mary and the Holy Family, they're the healing family for that is, Jesus wants to communicate to all of us. Mary is the mother of all the redeemed, as you can read in Revelations twelve seventeen. She's the mother of all those who keep the commandments of God and witness to Jesus. So we just open to their new creation, which is our baptism, and we let ourselves be touched by God's love. He wouldn't let anything happen in anybody's life that he didn't mean to be good for them. Mm-hmm. And so we ask, Lord, that all of these situations, that they would be led in new directions of creative possibilities, and they would open to the Lord's healing, because he believes. He says all things are possible for those who believe. So if we just open it to God's healing, little by little, it can happen. And so, Lord, we just release them to you because we can't deal with them individually right now because there's not that time. But he can, and he does. And Mary is with him, and St. Joseph also, a new family that really loves each of us just as we would have needed to have love when we were conceived and born. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And finally, Father, there's a, a verse in First John 1, 9, which I've always loved for many, many years. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that's what's going to bring the healing, is that cleansing. And uh, how that happens, it's going to be different for each one of us. But somehow, he is faithful and 
is going to uh, heal us in every way and because we as you said before he can only do the most loving thing for us so Amen. thank you for being with us and we look forward to next month and uh, thank you for all our listeners and again this has been healing the whole person on 88.5 fm wsfi thank you for listening listening to another edition of WQPH's Local Matters. We hope you enjoyed the broadcast and hope you have a blessed week.